Hey, what is up, everybody? This is another episode of Shut Up with Nick and John. I'm Nick, the Sony Michelle to John's James White. How's that, My John? Man. I love it. That is the second best backfield. <laughs> it's by it might not even be in the top five, but no, that's crazy. Well, it, I guess technically they're not right now because Michelle's out. Is he? I mean, he's doubtful. I think, but hey, doubtful's doubtful's pretty much out. Uh, they play on Monday. I'm not sure that it's definitely. Oh, that's not. that is true. That is true. Maybe that extra day might help him out. All right. Well, that's but, besides the point. Let's keep going. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, as usual, just run right into our week seven picks where we we're not doing awful. We, we've kind of hit our stride a little bit. Yeah, I picked it up a little bit. You took a step. Obviously, it's hard to back up three and zero. But uh, I don't know. Again, your your mortal locks are failing you. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's let's jump into my pick. So first, <laughs> oh crap. Let's uh let's start with the worst pick of the whole season is getting coerced into taking Bill's money line. I don't think I've been at, I've been wrong about a lot of things this year. I've been right about some things too, but I don't think I have been this wrong yet. Yeah, dude, that was brutal. They lost to what thirty-seven to five. So what 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 was the spread? I know I know it start. Was it six and a half? Is that where six you originally took them? Yeah, I think so. Something Sheesh. like that, whatever. And I mean, I didn't watch a lick of this game, but I guess uh, I guess Derek Anderson is not better than Josh Allen. <laughs> he is definitely not better than Josh Allen, and definitely not better than Eli Manning. Thanks for that quarter. Oh yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I, uh, I pay my debts, but it's funny that Josh Allen sets the bar very low, and then you know Derek Anderson <laughs> couldn't even get over that. Which I guess that makes sense. What is in the water up there? These quarterbacks. I mean, Peterman. Allen, and now Anderson. I think it's more in the water of the uh, evaluators. I, yeah, I mean, the, the whole team's pretty bad. You know, actually, I think, uh, ironically, they traded away their best quarterback, A.J. McCarron. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and before that, Tyrod. And before that, uh, E.J. Manuel. Well, no, he wasn't any good. How much uh, will we get a Logan Thomas start by the end of the year? That would be freaking awesome, dude, but I doubt it. So I felt pretty good about my next pick. I, like it's it's one of those picks that in hindsight I was like, this one should have actually been my mortal lock as the Lions at minus a half over the Dolphins. They they had a pretty convincing win, thirty two to twenty one. Too many twos. Yeah, it, I mean Osweiler reverted, re- regressed to the mean. So I mean he actually played pretty well. Did he? Did he play? Yeah. So they they didn't lose because of Osweiler. They uh they lost in spite of him. He only threw for two ninety three two thirty nine. Yeah, but two touchdowns, no interceptions. Not bad. That's. I mean, that's that's. A, let's see, a one fifteen quarterback rating. I mean, you can't ask for much better that's than pretty, that. Yeah, that's all right. That's that's fairly good. I think the Lions here though are looking like some sleeper uh, playoff team though, as pretty much usable with the Lions. All it took was to establish a little bit of a running game, man. Carry on Johnson starting to starting to bust loose. Yeah, he looks good. I like him a lot. I mean, um, granted, yeah. it was the Dolphins' defense. Well, who do you he ha, he ha, now has at least two good weeks in him. Yeah, so he. I, uh, I think he he, he hit the one hundred yard mark the, the week before, but just barely. Mm-hmm. I think one oh one. Yep. So I like the Lions, um, and then my the, the heartbreak of the week was my mortal lock, um, the mm-hmm. Falcons at six and a half versus the Giants. Uh, the Falcons. We're never betting on the Falcons again. Yeah, or the Giants, man. Ugh. Oh, true. The Giants are. 
I, I will say it was an exciting. It was it was it was just a brutal game to watch, but it it was exci- exciting. I guess uh, you know it, it cost me to lose in fantasy because of the garbage time touchdown <laughs> from Odell. Yeah, that's a that's a real bummer. As soon as the Giants, or excuse me, the Falcons scored, I knew the Giants were going to come back and get that backdoor cover, just like the Falcons completely prevent. I didn't know it'd be Eli trying to quarterback sneak it twice, <laughs> followed by the the fade pass. And I was thinking earlier in the day too, watching the Chargers Titans. I don't understand why uh, teams don't quarterback sneak more often, and now I, I have an idea, but it, I still don't get it. Well, the idea is to keep them protected, but uh, I mean, Eli should not be running anywhere. He shouldn't be running to the bathroom. Get them protected. Get him... No, that that's not a reason. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't, when has a quarterback ever gotten hurt from a quarterback sneak? I don't know how many times have you seen Cam Newton diving head first and flipping through the air. He doesn't count. Come on. Hey, man. I'm just bummed out about that pick. Yeah. I mean, the best part about the end of that game was just the coverage of Peyton Manning, just doing the same thing, leaning against a wall. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They were like, they were cutting to him a couple times, just kind of up there like, oh, what do you say? He he even mouthed something about like Eli doing some sort of pass. I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. So you had, you had an okay one and two week with that backdoor cover killer and killing you. Mm -hmm. Um, so my week seven picks were a little bit better. I'm, I'm trending upward. So this week I went two and one. Um, I took the Patriots minus three and a half at the Bears. They won by seven, which might have been one of the best games of the weekend. Probably top yeah. three. Ballsy pick um, too. I mean, I said it was ballsy pick, but I good one. It, it's <laughs> it's just it's just hard to bet against Brady, man. Um, really my second yeah. my second pick, which I thought was probably my surest and safest pick. Um, which I got right was the Vikings minus three and a half at the Jets. Um, they won by 20, pretty convincing fashion. Um, they were able to slow down the uh, Jets offense, which has been picking up pace. So it seems like their defense might be coming back a little bit. Um, and then my last pick, which was pretty brutally wrong, uh, was the Jaguars mi- minus four and a half against the Texans. I just thought they had too much bad mojo from the week before to lose again especially in the in convincing fashion again um they lost 20 to 7 that division is probably one of the most is probably the most up in the air where you it could be any of those four teams you know it's not going to be more than one well if the if the uh titans were able to pull off that two-point conversion at the end they'd be in first place oh because they have yeah yeah they beat the texans earlier this season they're both four they would both be four and three i mean even the Colts are like they they could possibly sneak their way in there if things start to go right for them. Their offense is fine. Their offense is fine, but their defense is just god awful. They're only two points back, two points, two games back um, with Houston somehow ripping off a four game win streak. That's really nice for you, man. But uh, <laughs> that is, but, but yeah, that I, that team is just full of really mediocre teams. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to reevaluate this division at some point. But I, it's I, I don't even want to I don't want to pick anybody uh, as a winner from it. No, not yet. We'll wait yeah, till week seventeen. Well, we're gonna have to pick either one of them or an NFC East team before by week sixteen. Yo, there's still time for the Giants to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> I've heard the Giants back. I'm, I'm gonna ride. I'm riding that until they're officially eliminated in two weeks. Oh uh, no, they at one and six. They could. There's still only four games back from the Redskins. It, this is the second most. That's true. That's yeah, true. and they're the they're, this is the second most kind of out there division that you don't know what's going to happen yet. 
Okay, so now are, are we tied in total record? Oh uh, yeah, we are. I think. Yeah, six. Ooh, <laughs> six and twelve. Yeah, I didn't say we're tied at a good record. <laughs> Two. I mean, six or twelve. I mean, that's thirty-three percent. That's Hall of Fame for baseball. Um. So before we go on to our wins pool update, I think we both have some takeaways from this week, starting with the Chargers and Titans game. Why don't you go first? The Chargers and Titans game. You know, I didn't watch all of it. Um. But it was the first game that wasn't awful in a really long time in London. So I feel sorry for all the Brits that have been getting these terrible games. The last six, well, the prior six, were all blowouts with an average margin of victory being 23.2 points. So the Brits aren't getting the best yeah, showings over exactly. there. I think um, I actually ended up watching a decent amount of that game sitting around um, in a hotel room. But my biggest takeaway is really just how the Titans ended it. And it's not really any like it was a good idea or a bad idea to go for the the two points itself. But why are you calling that play where why like it's you're on the two yard line. If you're in shotgun, you need to have a guy back there that is an all time or top five guy. You need to have Brady or Rogers or even like somebody like Andrew Luck. I trust him right now. But Mariota and shotgun. I don't know. Yeah, I think on, on that play specifically, Mariota's got the speed. There you need to do yeah. a play action or just there run it up the gut. I mean, those are the, those are the only two options. Um, and, you know, that, that could really come back to bite them at the end <laughs> of the season, especially if maybe they're vying for, if not the the division, but against the Chargers for a I wild mean, card spot. Exactly. The, the previous point of that division is probably the most up in the air with mediocre teams. If somebody gets hot, they could win it. So, Right. So let's see. I think my my second takeaway is Gruden is trying to make a name for himself. John Gruden, this is uh, either good or bad. It, the choice is his, uh, literally, because he's got 10 choices coming up in the next uh, three rounds for the two years. So Hall of Famer or worst coach ever. Yeah, and that gets to the – and specifically, I think, the Amari Cooper trade, trading him for a first-round pick. We both agree that first-rounder is probably good for the Raiders, actually – whereas the Cowboys paid a little much for him. Do you agree with me that a second rounder would have been an appropriate price for Mark Cooper? I would not have given up a first rounder for a Mark Right, Cooper. right. But I think for Dallas, it was perfect. Oh, so uh, so you actually think that it was a fair trade for both sides, maybe? I think it was a, a great deal overall Interesting. For I disagree. I think, I think even from a Cowboys perspective – they overpaid one. Um, I think the Raiders kind of got them uh, that the, the Cowboys were, or excuse me, the Raiders probably would have accepted a second round pick. I mean, Amari Cooper is a prior first round draft pick. He's been in the league two to three years. He's made a pro bowl. That's great, but not great since then um, in the past two years. Yeah. He's been trending down. Um, but I don't, I don't hold that against him. Um, I guess the only reason I would think it might be a little much to pay for him is next year's draft class is loaded with receivers. So Dallas has a chance next year to maybe get someone a little later. But again, they're not playing that well. They could have a, a low draft pick and it could be out, you know, a great deal. But I think with how wide open that division is, they, they are also in win now. Like, they realize the Eagles are struggling. The Giants are awful. Let's go out and win some games. Man, I don't, I don't agree with it at all. I'm, you're, everything is starting to talk me into a third rounder would have been an appropriate price. Like, why don't they just? There, there are guys out there 
that are probably cheaper and can help solve their wide receiver problems as opposed to trading for a very high risk, like volatile asset right now. I think a second round would have been appropriate. Who else would you have gotten? Yeah, I mean, you can't just say there's a bunch of guys and then and say there's no names. Des Bryant. No, they're not bringing him back. They've, he's been bashing him <laughs> them all season. Heinz Ward. I'd, li- I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Strange name is I heard Brashad Perryman was uh, signing with somebody. Cleveland. Oh, yeah, there you go. It already happened. And, okay, so your last point, go ahead. Yeah, so my, my third takeaway of the week um, is just how bad the Colts' defense is, which we kind of already talked about. Their offense is doing their job. They're averaging 27 points per loss. Um, so they, they need some help defensively, and I think the only way to do that right now is trading T.Y. Hilton. And maybe that's one of the guys that the Cowboys could have targeted. You never know. Get some help on the defense. Let Andrew Luck score his points and maybe help the defense not give up 30 or whatever they're So averaging. now I strongly disagree with this. You're going to trade essentially the one kind of second guy behind the Eric Ebron, surprisingly, uh, for Andrew Luck to throw to just to shore up a, a defense that it is not going to get fixed with just one piece? Well, it's not going to get fixed with just one piece, but you could get a lot for T.Y. Hilton. He's proven to be a great target, but – He's only third on the team in targets this season and trending down. He's got two targets combined in the last two games, and they've got a lot of young receivers on that team, and they signed Ryan Grant in the offseason. So, I mean, they've got weapons. Jack Doyle's still hung up on injury, so when he comes back, add another tight end to the mix. Well, T.Y. was also hurt for a week or two. Yeah, he was, but that was I think he's been back for three weeks since the injury, and he's still not clicking with the offense. So uh, I have two quick things that I'm going to run through with last week. Uh, we already talked a little bit about uh, my the Titans ending to the game um, with the Chargers. I am going to use that to piggyback onto this week, the guy that I hate. And it's, it's two guys uh, this week. It's one, a player and his coach, Alex Smith and Jay Gruden. <laughs> I watched the Redskins game. I hated uh, – I started, it started with Jay Gruden – I hated just their play call um, and what they, how they were running it. They were completely in shotgun, spread it out, which I get. But you also have Adrian Peterson back there, who's he did a fine job running out of that, but not really a pass catcher. I get it when Chris Thompson's in the lineup, but you got to play to your strengths, and I don't think he's doing that. Then I continued watching the game and felt Alex Smith is just. I, I had thought he would be like a Kirk Cousins. I thought he'd be pretty uh, similar to Kirk, but has not been producing at all. He missed some throws. He missed one wide open in the end zone. I can't remember who he threw it to, but those two guys, I don't think they're very good. And unfortunately, I still have the Redskins in our pool, but they, they're not going to come out of the East, even though they're in first. Yeah, I, I can't really attest too much to the Redskins. I haven't watched them very much all season, and I was traveling on Sunday this week, so I didn't see them. Actually, I think they were on the same time as the Ravens, so I wouldn't have watched them anyway. Um, yeah, I was flipping back and forth. Oh, tragic, man. Tragic. <laughs> actually, actually, both of those games came down to uh, missed kicks, didn't they? Yeah, da- Dallas, Dallas missed, missed a uh, field goal that could have sent it into overtime. I th- I, my prediction, though, so the Redskins already are at 4-2 and two through six games. I think through their remaining nine, or is it 10? Doing poor math. Through their remaining games, they're going to end the season 7-9. Seven 7-9? and nine. Seven and nine. Uh I'll take that. Seven and nine. That sounds about right. A three and seven record over the the rest of the season. Not great. Not great at all. But that's typical Redskins. I'm warming up to Trubisky. Still don't like him. He's. Uh, I'm going to at least give him the 
award for the fast version of Bortles. So he's he's not quite Vic, but he, he can he uses his legs to extend plays. He did that a lot against the Patriots, but he's still not going to be a great quarterback. I think he he'll have a situation like he's in a little bit right now where he's going to be good enough for the Bears to win. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, I think he more than uh, you said Bortles. I think maybe a little more Alex Smithish in the positive way. You know, when he was playing for Kansas City, he'd you know make those nice rollout plays. He's not he's not going to go out there and light you up, but he's he's a game manager, makes plays when it counts and when they need to be made. I like that a little bit. Yeah. I think I'm going to stick with Bortles because Trubisky has the interception problem. Yeah. What, between the two of them, they have 19 turnovers, Trubisky and Bortles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Smith, I mean, early in his career, obviously, but I think that we can all say that he was a different player then. Never really had an interception problem, though, as he's matured. No, I mean, I think part of that is when he when he got with uh, Andy Reid, it was, it was more conservative play calling and, until he developed the weapons like, uh, like Travis Kelsey, where he could get him down the field, and Tyreek Hill, obviously. Yeah. And I, th- I think, what, Nick, your your last take of the week is something we can both agree on. Yeah, we're never betting on the Falcons again. I'm not betting on them home, away. Not picking them home or away. It, it, if they're favored, if they're not favored, we're done. Yep. You don't know what the Falcons. Matt Ryan, sometimes he, he he can come in looking like it's 2017 or 2016. Don't know. Nope. He, he, he pretty much alternates years when he wants to be good. Actually, right now it's kind of games. Let's, uh, let's move on from our week seven takes and talk about our wins pool. Another good week. Yeah. You had a really solid week. Mine, not so much. It seemed like my team just likes to pick on each other. I, I kind of made the mistake of picking teams that are in uh, similar divisions and teams that play each other. I think you, I, I feel like it's more, you just like the, the schedule has kind of turned out that way. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay too much attention to it when I, I was just like, eh, what teams are going to be kind of good. Well, like you have a good mix of AFC NFC. I'm trying to think if you even have any any mixes between divisions, and I don't think you do. Did you pick eight teams from eight different divisions? No, I have the uh, Titans and the Jags. Oh, there you go. So, what division are you missing then? The AFC uh, North. <laughs> no, you have the Rams. The Ravens. Is that the NFC South? No, NFC East. No, I got the Giants. I don't know. Yeah, you're missing an AFC East team because I took the Pats, and the other three were off oh, from sure. the start. Yep, AFC East. There you go. Yeah, so that's the one. Um, oh yes, so I, I had a, a bad week, uh, four and four. You know, I, the Rams won, Vikings won, Chargers, Falcons, um, and my three four losses. I lost um, to the Jaguar, or the Jaguars lost to one of your teams, and then Titans lost to my team, the Giants lost to my team, and the Ravens lost to your team. The poor Ravens. Uh, my favorite. I don't like when my favorite Raven plays bad. That was so hard. That 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 game. I I was driving through all of the game except the last six minutes, and I get home, and the first thing I see is a touchdown against us, and I'm like, oh god, no! They they scored a touchdown. It went from uh, 17-7 to 17 to 14, and then they gotcha. scored another touchdown, and then we score a touchdown. We come back. I was like, yes, Joe, Joe, <laughs> and then the surest thing of all time, Justin Tucker. Miss, misses. It looked like it was it was dead center, dude. It hit a force field. The Saint, it did. That, that was a funny one. That Saint Voodoo magic. <laughs> that was Voodoo magic. My, uh, my boss actually is a, a big Saints fan, and he came in and said he wishes he had the uh, the magic 
Tucker doll that he was sticking a pin in, but it wasn't him to take credit for. Mm. So, anyways, I, uh, my picks or my teams all did well. Seven, seven and uh, no, excuse me, six and one. I forgot Steelers were on a bye, but I'm looking and I think the tide might turn a little bit. I'm like specifically next week. My teams have some rough matchups. Uh, first, first, uh, your Rams. I have my Packers, um, and I mean you can't pick against the Rams winning a game right now. I also have we New Orleans and Minnesota. That's another one between the two of us, but a tough matchup nonetheless. Sheesh. Is this all next week? Those are yeah, those are two next week matchups. <laughs> New England New England against Buffalo for me though. Love that. Ooh. <laughs> and uh what else is there? I see Red Redskins and Eagles are gonna play each other coming down the line. Yep. We have some we uh, we're starting to get into some matchups between each other, actually. You're right. Dang, this is this is where we find out what we're made of. Holy cow! Yeah, really. So I'm up to I'm up to a little bit of a lead at 34 and 19 and 64 percent win percentage, and then you are a little behind there at 30 and 26 with 53 percent win percentage. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not doing as well as I'd like to. I'm hoping uh, when I start hitting my buys, when your teams play a little more, they lose so I can catch up. But that's 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 really the only hope I have. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it's just the those dang giants. Those dang giants, man. I think last week you proposed we uh, we make trades for teams. I, I think I'd be uh, willing to do that now. I don't, th- I don't think so, considering the Texans ripped off four straight wins, even though they're still going to end the season like 6-10. and ten. Uh, Yeah, I, that's another team to stay away from on the, on the lines. Yeah, and just in general, you, they're a little... Yep. Uh, so I will say, though, as our weekly picks aren't doing too hot, I think our uh, playoff predictions we're going to be pretty spot on with. Oh, yeah. So a little recap, we're... Week by week, now that uh, there's the same amount of weeks as playoff teams remaining, as we predict, um, we're guessing the teams, and this is week three. We have already predicted the Rams, who are 7-0, and and the Patriots, who are 5-2. and Oh, yeah, and we're still feeling pretty good about those. Absolutely. We're, we're still in the easy stage of this game. Yeah, the, I th- this week uh, it was an easy to pick, like, you know, we know who's going to be in the playoffs, but I, I had a tough decision des- deciding between the Chiefs and the Saints to pick this week. Indeed, and I think we we came to a consensus. We we're going with the Chiefs. Yes, absolutely. Not absolutely, but yes. I, I absolutely to me af, a, after I thought about it. I don't know. It, it, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are still on fire. They have one extra win from the Saints, so that helps. And they also have a little bit of easier of a remaining schedule. Um, so when I was when I, I guess my actual uh, decider between the Chiefs and the Saints was at first I was definitely on the Chiefs, Chiefs, and Chiefs, Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> so not Let's get them all out. Let's get them all out. Uh, then I remembered the Chargers. Um, as I was thinking about, it, I hadn't thought about them. I don't think though that they are as dangerous to take the Chiefs spot as the Panthers are to take the Saints spot. I agree with that, actually. I do agree with that. For the most part. I think cause it's just, the Chargers going to charge her at some point. Yeah. Th- I mean, this year might be a little different, and I'm not sure why. I just kind of have this gut feeling. But you're right. Like, every time I watch the Chargers, I'm like, these guys got some talent. They can ball. They're, they're exciting. But then they they get blown out or, you know, they win by two. It's like they can't be bad forever, right? And they can't just keep screwing up. 
I don't know. The Browns are pretty good at it. But I mean, let's I, let's actually we've dwelled on this long enough. We're still in the easy stage of this game. Uh, we have the Saints still to pick next week, and then you know I feel like something's going to open up. We're we're still not we're still not in the case of pick a, another wild card because we'll have pick four division likely champs at that point. But we will start have to dive in into maybe the AFC North and just saying I mean pick I, yeah I, I was going to say the Steelers. Well, yeah, yeah, they're in the lead right now. We're gonna we'll see, but you have to think right now at least two out of three will go to the playoffs. So we just have to pick the right one. And then maybe the third we'll get into. Yeah, but I, I think at this point, um, records aside, just what's on the field, uh, the, the Steelers would probably be the safest pick. Yeah, well, we'll come, we'll we'll uh, hit that when that road comes. We're going to come back next week and probably say the Saints, and then say like five words about it, and then move on because that one will be an easy pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's let's go. So, uh, on to week eight. Yeah, let's run to week eight. Who do you got? Uh, I have, oh man, I still haven't decided my third pick. Um, I'm going to go with the one pick that I feel good about. It's the Bengals are four and a half point favorites at home against the Buccaneers. Hoping that I am underreacting to a poor performance from the Bengals facing the Chiefs. That's what I think the line is. Um, I think it should be closer to maybe like six or seven Bengals are favorites, but at only four and a half, I like the odds there. No, I I think that's a really good pick. That's a, yeah. They'll probably win by 10. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt too. I don't think the Bucks are very good. Um, I yeah, it's, it's, at, just... it's at home. The, the only thing, uh, they are calling for some rain this weekend, I believe, so that might affect things. Mm, that's interesting. But if any if anything, it probably helps the Bengals because they have Mixon as opposed to whoever the Bucks have, what, Peyton Barber? Uh, oh, man. I, Peyton Barber and I think uh, Ronald, Ronald Jones is starting out. Oh, yeah, Ronald Jones, USC. He got a few carries um, last week, I believe. So, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to make a gut pick right now. It is between the Dolphins at seven and a half underdogs at the Texans or the Lions at minus two and a half at home versus Seahawks. I'm not going to pick the Dolphins, which means uh, that, that's probably going to be a good pick. I'm going to go with the Lions at two and a half point favorites, and my tiebreaker is just because I picked the lines last week and they rewarded me. So I'm going to double down. Hey, I, I like the, I like the logic in your pick, but I, I would, I would probably take in the other one. I think what seven and a half points. That's a lot. That's, and that's exactly why I had it too. a lot to the Texans, but Texans at home, four game winning streak, they could get hot. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they continue. So I'm going to go with the lions. I can't resist a good double down. No, I like it. I think, uh, did I double? No, I did not double down this week. Uh, yeah. So I think, this is my. I'm going to start with my scariest pick of the week. No, we're not done yet. I got to finish my last pick. You said your last pick was your last pick, so you have to edit that out. I'm not taking the. I'm not taking the Dolphins. I'm taking my mortal lock of the week, and this is man. I I got my mortal lock of the year wrong in week two. I can't remember what it was. I'm not going to. It was the, the Vikings lost to the Bills. Oh crap! Yeah, oh that one was very wrong for weird reasons though. I'm going mortal lock of the second mortal lock of the year is the Patriots at minus 14 and a half at the bills. The bills are atrocious at on offense. They have scored only 20 points against the chargers in week two. And since in other than that game, hasn't scored more than 13 points since 
While on the other hand, the Patriots, as many people know, are on a four-game stretch of scoring 38 points, 38 points, 43 points, and 38 points. So if you just do a little law of averages, the Patriots' win differential against the Bills is about like 20. This line is five and a half points too low. You nailed it. That that's exactly right. If if you if anyone thinks the Bills will cover this spread, come talk to me. Um, <laughs> and, and we we can have a, a gentleman's wager on the side. But the Patriots sm- smash this all day. Uh, I, I think sixteen and a half would have been a good starting spread, but it should have went up to nineteen and a half. It's just like a frightening number, but it should be yeah. minus twenty. It, it's a it's a very unsustainable number because everything would flip to the Bills at that point. Exactly. I really like two of your picks. I'm, I think you can easily have a two and one week this week. I'm hoping you have a three and a week with the Lions uh, winning by three. That would be cool. Yay! Yeah. So I'll start uh, my, with my week three or ooh, my weekly three picks. First one, scariest one. I'll get it out of the way. Steelers at home against the Browns are eight and a half point favorites. I'm frightened. You know it. It's frightening. It's a, you know it's one of the Knicks classic kooky games. It's a it's an interdivisional <laughs> rivalry. Um, Steelers, Browns. The Browns have been playing well. They've been. How many games have they had into overtime? Four. Four. I believe it's four. Four. So that one, two, and they're one, one out of them. One, two, and one. That's exactly right. Hmm. So um, the Steelers, they're gonna they're gonna win by at least ten. They're at home. I, th- I think uh, Mayfield feels a little overwhelmed with this one. Yeah, and my, uh, I mean, I like I like the pick. I don't know that I um will make it myself. But I think the your point of it's a division game and the Browns end up playing the Steelers pretty tough most of the time is why I'm a little surprised you went with this one. Yeah, this is this is also more of a I win, I'm right, I'm wrong. Hopefully it's a loss <laughs> and not not just a, a, not a cover. No, eight and a half. Steelers are definitely winning by six. You never know, man. It's it's one of your kooky games. We should uh definitely take a look into how many times you have been only two points off from the the spread this year. I think all of them. Yeah, you, <laughs> I think every, I think everyone. A lot of yeah, you've been getting unlucky with that. Yeah, we'll look into that and come back next week. Mm. But um, so my second pick of the week, which is also scary because I don't like betting on either of these teams, but th- this line seemed too easy for me. Was Colts minus two and a half at the Raiders? You know, the Raiders only have one player left, and he's well, not one very good. Of, yeah, and he's not very good. Um, that's obviously Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, like we mentioned earlier, Cooper got traded to the Cowboys. Um, so I, I just don't know if the Raiders defense can stop the Colts offense right now. They win by 10. Well, yeah. And I wonder if this is a little bit similar to the, it, it can't be as great as or different as the Patriots and bills, but I feel like the Colts have been scoring a lot of points and the Raiders haven't been scoring a lot of points and also have been giving up points that it's just a, Andrew try to keep up with Andrew Luck, and I don't think Derek Carr can at this point. Yeah, like the the only thing that scares me is for, for for Luck, it's a road game, but he's going back to the Bay Area. He went to Stanford, so I mean that's that's kind of a second home. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I like the pick. Cool. And then I know you don't like this third pick, Nick, and that is Packers plus nine and a half at the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I thought last week's pick, um, taking the Patriots, or no, your ballsy pick was actually the, your the Patriots over the Chiefs. This has raised the bar. You know, that's what I do, man. I set standards. But, um, you know, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers is too good for this big stage game to lose by 10. 
and I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win, but they're capable of winning out there. Um, I think a, a safe prediction for me would be Rams 30, Packers 27. So, yeah, I, I can I can somewhat see your point that it's a Aaron Rodgers-led team. This is, I believe, the biggest underdog Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his whole career. That is correct. Um, and I, I, I don't think that even counts home and away games because they are away here. That factors in a little bit. Yeah, but – you know, also he's a California guy. He's he's from the West Coast, so it's it's not too far from his home. Wow, he and Luck really returning returning to their homeland, going to show out. Yeah, well, I, th- I think uh, Rogers is from the Bay Area, also, so he's a little further south. Yeah, he was he he went to Cal, but he was a San Francisco guy, wasn't he? I think yeah, I think so. With Bay Area, yeah, something like that. But I almost um, for the our first week ever picked the opposite uh, for my pick. I very nearly went the Rams minus nine and a half, essentially with a little similar to the Patriots again. Like you can't give me enough points for the Rams for me not to take them. And yet you did. Well, let's see what happens then. Maybe maybe we make this a little gentleman's bet. Yeah, I'm totally fine with taking the Rams minus nine and a half. I almost made at one point I had them as my mortal lock this week, and then I was like, Well, that's a lot of points. And then I saw you were gonna take them and I was like, Well, I'm gonna move them for one of those other the, the two I was thinking about. Well, you should have kept it. It would have been a uh, a nice two point swing for us in the standings. Right. I mean, I almost did. I we were almost going to make history. Maybe we will another week. Um, cool. Let's we, do it next week then. We'll, <laughs> well pick it. Week week nine, we'll do Raven Steelers. No, see, maybe. So, what else? Do we have anything else? Any other week eight takes um, before we kind of sign off here a little shorter? We've got Sunday night at uh, Sunday night. Yeah, that's the big Saints Vikings matchup. Um, I almost had the I almost had the Saints as one of my picks, uh, but it's ultimately the um, the playoffs last year haunted me on that. We also have a big Monday night matchup between <laughs> that's the New England Buffalo game. <laughs> Wonder what I'm doing on Monday night so I don't have to watch that thrashing. Oh, thank God I have bowling league. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the. So oh, good, good, good news. We, we can't bet on the Falcons this week. They're on bye. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, we don't want to do that at all. Yeah, no, I, th- I think America's game of the week is the one to watch. Packers at Rams. Uh, oh, that's a, yeah, the, that's a 4.30 game. Pretty good. Uh, of course, now the Ravens are at 1 o'clock, so I won't be able to watch the Steelers and Browns unless I go through other means, go somewhere and watch it. This, this could act- actually have a makeup of a really good game, Ravens-Panthers. I agree. Um Panthers, they're also flying under the radar. Still, we talk about them yeah, every week. <laughs> At least, yeah, I, do. I mean, we, and they keep winning, and but we still never say really anything positive about them. Other than you said they they could potentially challenge the Saints. I mean, they're not going to, but they're three and zero at home, and that's where they're playing. So look out, Ravens. You could see them being another uh, another five seed, just like they were last year. They were the five seed, and the Falcons the six, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, and I think my other last notable thing is Bortles is returning to London. We have another 930 game. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, uh, gosh. I, oh, gosh. I love the 930 games. No, it's just going to be a blowout. Because Bortles is fire in London? Bortles plays his best games in London. By the way, uh, by the way, America's game of the week is um, Packers at uh, Chargers. Excuse me. No, Los Angeles, but at the Rams. That's funny. I had the city right there. Um, tickets for that are as low as $145. Tickets for uh, Eagles Jackson, Jacksonville in uh, London, 300 Wow. 
For real? For real? That's, I mean, that's according to just like. Uh, it's Master. at Wembley. Yeah. Are they always at Wembley? Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the marquee stadium in England in general. I thought they were playing at uh, Tottenham's place. No, no, no. Tottenham were playing at Wembley and now Tottenham is out of there. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They were waiting for the new stadium. I don't know if I've watched them play in the new stadium yet. Hey, we're talking about a little soccer on here. <laughs> hey, today was Champions League. I, I didn't get the Man U draw I was looking for. Do you want to? Do you have any takeaways from that game, Man U, with the one-zero loss? Uh, I didn't watch it. I was at work, oh. but um, I, I looked at the stats, and I, I think they they had below forty percent possession. Um, you know, they don't have the talent up front to uh, to score with less possession than that. So they they really need to hold on to the ball. They must have been looking pretty bad. That's a that- and I, I I did watch the game actually, and I think you had a very very astute analysis there. As it was, it's mostly right. I don't know they had the talent up top today, um, starting with Rashford, Lukaku, and Martial, but they did not. I, I did I did I did really like the lineup they threw out there. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's a it's a proactive one. Um, but yeah, Juventus. Yeah, I mean Juventus. They're just like, too good. Yeah, they they look like one of the top teams right now. For sure. So I, th- I think luck. I mean, luckily the the draw in this group is pretty easy. They're both going to make it out, uh, no problems. But cool. you know, we'd, we'd like to get the top of the group. Well, excited that we finally. I, I used Bortles in London to finally weave in some some soccer onto the pod. Um, yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud of you. You're really improving <laughs> as a host here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So let's uh let's go ahead and cut it off there. Thank you to uh, everyone listening. Uh, as always, we appreciate it. Share with your friends. Please, uh, I know last week was a little rough because we didn't post till Friday, but viewership, listenership, there you go, listenership, very, very down. Um, so help us out, especially our friends. None of you listen. We still are. Uh, we're still. We'll still be friends with you, and we hope you uh, the same to us. So with that, I think we'll we'll go ahead and just say thanks for listening. Um, cheers and have a good one. I let you stop me, cause it hurts when you hurt someone.